Hello guys and welcome back to the second episode of Spilt Milk. Well today I'm going to talk about something that is very important to me and something that I have lived with for my whole life. I think it's very important to talk about personal conditions that shape you as a human being and set more awareness to things that are maybe not talked about a lot especially in the media, social media and just day-to-day life. I think you should be proud of who you are, what you are and you're so unique from everybody. Everybody's so different. So what is it? Well I have a genetic condition called neurofibromatosis it's a bit of a waffle one but on short terms i got nf type 1 so basically neurofibromatosis is a group of three genetically distinct disorders that cause tumors to grow on the nervous system these non-cancerous tumors they begin supporting cells that make up the nerve and the me- this membrane that envelopes to protect the nerve so basically these non-cancerous tumours, they grow on the nerve and the protection of your nerves. Rather than cells transmitting information, the type of tumours develops depending on the cells involved. Depends on the tumour, like depends how it develops and responds to it. So scientists have classified there's different types of neurofibromatosis, different levels and different things that can grow out of having this condition. So basically I've got as I said type 1. So it's also called Reckingling House disease. I cannot say it for the life of me, but that's what it's called. And there's type 2. So there's type 1 and there's type 2. Um it's estimated that in America about 100,000 people have this disorder and it all comes in sexist, racist, it it doesn't matter who you are, there's a 50-50 chance basically that this disorder will develop. It can develop, it's genetic but it can develop from anywhere really. So yes these are tumours but they are mostly non-cancerous and unfortunately they can become cancerous. It's not known why these tumors occur on the nerve system like scientists and doctors who specialize in this field don't really know why they come so lucky for me they just tell me they're there and they don't you know that's it I just have to live with it but they do pay a key part in the genes like the mutations in the genes so as i said the doctors don't know what the tumor like why the tumor is there but they know they play key roles in the growth on the nervous system they are identifiable nf1s identifiable to nf2 and they're identified from making normal proteins that control your cell production so basically without the normal function of these proteins the cells multiply out of control and form tumors so basically that's what happens like the proteins can't control themselves and the cells just multiply and then they form into tumors like non-cancerous tumors sometimes as i said unfortunately cancerous tumors so nf1 is basically the most common neurofibromatosis in people if they have it so it affects it occurs in one in 3000 to 4000 births this is in the united states 
um, my research, although many affected people inherit it. So basically, it is 50-50 inherited from one's either both parents or either set of parents. So if your mum has the disorder, I don't, I don't like calling it a disorder because personally, I find it a bad word, disorder. I think there's quite a... Um, a very funny look on disorders like a disorder like it's not a disorder I just have it it's just part of me it's never done me any harm so it's not a disorder so sometimes between 30 and 50 percent do have a spontaneous genetic mutation so 50 percent 30 percent of these people who have nf1 have it spontaneously so their parents don't have it and it, it just randomly comes up like dyslexia and then if they randomly get it obviously that can be passed down to future generation and future children and it might skip a generation it's kind of a bit random it kind of does what it wants when it wants you can't like if I had a child my child could not get it but their great-grandchild could get it if that makes sense like it's in my family what are the signs and the symptoms of nf1 so basically I'm an expert trained expert on nf1 I know what I have I think it is different for obviously every single person, but I do know the general um, bits and bobs and inside out. Basically, you're meant to have six or more. I have bloody tons. I honestly have bloody tons of these things. Brown light marks on your body. They're usually quite big, so they're measuring more than five millimeters. So yeah, it basically is a birthmark, but it's, it's not a birthmark at the end of the day. So they're called Café Oulé. So Oulé. It's quite a nice name if you think about it because it's like Café Oulé. It's not like a not very nice name. So I, I've always got people being like, oh, I've never noticed it. But then you get people like, oh yeah, like you've, it's like you've tanned one part of your hand. They would be like, uh, like what is that? Like people are so offended by something different. Honestly, I don't understand it's just a mark it isn't going to cause you any harm but basically yeah they're like light brown spots all over your body measuring more than five um millimeters in diameter so isn't diameter width it can be both apparently sorry i have them all over my body you know i am very identifiable if anything shall happen to me so that's one way of identifying type one and yes i've had them ever since i was born um, I think they've got darker and I've got more and they've progressed or they've got lighter in some areas but I've had them ever since I was born. Two or more neurofibromas so they're like lumps like on your skin so they're on the nerves so usually like a tumour is in, not inside so like it grows on your nerves so you obviously can see it so I have a couple on my fingers they're not noticeable only I can notice them really and on a little one on my back they don't really get in the way of anything I mean if they grow like I had one on the back of my head when I was younger and it was growing and it was it was just very nice I just got that removed when I was a child they just sliced it off I guess you know you also have like a freckling area in the armpit or in the groin area I do have in the armpit area I shall say there is a difference between freckling and my mark so there is a dis distinctive difference like freckling are like 
freckles and these marks are Cafrolet marks they're very distinctive not all of these symptoms and signs of are like what I have obviously as I said it is different to everyone some people can two or more growths on the iris of the eye I can't say the name while it's known as I cannot say it for the life of me but you know if you have it there's two more growths on the iris of the eyes so it's on the color I don't have this but there's obviously some people out there who do there's also a tumor on the octave nerve so called a nerve glioma um, I personally haven't experienced this there's also you can get abnormal development of the spine so scoliosis so I do have a a slight curve in my spine so I do suffer from scoliosis they only really found it when I was 18 which is really weird because they're meant to see it when you're growing and obviously I stopped growing at the age of 18 and I one day I went I went to the hospital and they checked me over like they usually do and they were like oh your spine is slightly curved and you can see it on my back like it's very distinctive curved and I'm okay there's no need to worry I just have to go and get it checked and x-rayed like once a year one of my parents has it but they're all good so there's there is other symptoms I mean there's is this crazy amount of symptoms that can occur in someone who suffers with um, neurofibromas type 1 so it also can affect um, your language skills, your visual skills, your academic skills. Um, personally, I felt that with my numeric skills, but everything else, I'm completely fine. I've always had a normal childhood. I'm literally in the same position as anybody else does without NF or if they have anything else. And this, this is why I wanted to talk about it on my podcast because... I think it's important to set awareness because no one knows what neurofibromas is unless you suffer with it or you maybe know someone because you maybe have heard of it. It doesn't, it's not funded. It's even though one in 5,000 people, which is small, there's no cure to it. People can suffer really bad. There's type 2, which can have more problematic symptoms for people. But there's no money. There's there's a lot, loads of specialist doctors that are trying to find out new ways for how to overcome these symptoms and how the worst sufferers to have a normal, happy life. But there's not enough. So I really do think that if I have a platform, I can talk about this because it is who I am. We need to set more awareness about it. So the prognosis for someone with NF is a progressive disorder. So basically what um, progressive means, it can deteriorate over time, so it can get worse. Although basically like a small amount of people do remain constant, and I've been pretty constant, it isn't possible to predict it because there's not enough research. So how can you predict the disorder that when there's not enough research on it because there's not enough funding for it, basically? you can't really treat it like it's not cold you can't take paracetamol and get better it's a lifelong threatening thing they don't know how to prevent the tumors from growing they can just remove it but they can't be like yeah we'll put you on these tablets and it will prevent from growing you know sometimes they can't remove it either if it's too large they just can't move it because it might be unsafe if um tumors do become 
cancers you can have radiation chemotherapy and surgery so you can correct some bone structures like you can correct you can go in for spinal surgery for scoliosis if it got too painful if it got worse or got inconvenience they can't really do anything they can just like control it and they can relieve any pain that you might have so a lot of people suffer with headaches but they can just relieve the pain they can't really like get away with your headaches so i'm not an expert but there are there is another symptom called nf2 so this affects about one in 25,000 people. So approximately 50 people, 50% of the people do inherit this type. Again, it's a similar in others. It's just random, spontaneous. So the hallmark finding NF2 is the presence in slow going tumors on the eight cranial nerves. They grow usually on the cranial. So there's two branches the acoustic branch which helps people hear and the vestibular branch sorry for my pronunciation so maintain their balance so it is it is very different to type one it is quite more serious so i won't talk about nf2 because i'm not an expert on that but it is a thing it's just another branch of the disorder so if you have it and you're pregnant with a baby or if your husband, boyfriend, partner has it, you can get a parental test to see what the chances are for your children getting it. So I really wanted to make this episode just to set awareness, just so if any of you listen to this, you know about this and you'll be like, yes, I know about this. When you read it, you might retweet a tweet about it just so we can get more awareness about it. There's not enough awareness out there. There's not enough funding. There's an amazing charity called Neuro Foundation, which does so much fundraising, so much research, just trying to tackle this thing, trying to come up with ways to make people's lives better, the quality of life better. So it's really important to me and important to my family. So really, this was flying solo today so it was very factual so thank you for listening i really do appreciate it on this video and yeah i'm can't wait for the next episode of spilt milk